This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News, exclusive interviews, real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, it is Alan Taylor live today at SEMA 2021. And thanks to the folks at SEMA for having us. And we're in the Hypertech booth. Thanks to all the people here that are putting up with our loud speaker that is blasting into their booth. Um, Our first guest today, we're going to have a lot of guests, is uh, Bill Rogers. He is the president of Keystone. And it's key-stone.com on the web. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm good, doing great. good, good, good. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. Great. Let me ask you a little bit about uh, Keystone. Tell the world about Keystone. Sure. It's from the beginnings. Well, it all started when a guy named Joe Amato, who was a five-time top fuel dragster, started the business in his father's store and then expanded from there. And now we are the largest wholesale distributor in the SEMA space. Wow. And we deliver all the great products that this industry creates and develops and has to offer. So we're thrilled to be here and have been for many, many years. Okay, so what do you think about SEMA and this new era because of what we've all been dealing with for the last couple of years? We, we're going to have a lot of people on today, small business. You guys are kind of the, the, the giants in your space. How has it affected you? The, the, I, I find that most car people... Because they couldn't really live their normal lives. They're like, well, let's see. Okay, what's the next best thing? Oh, now I finally have time for my hot rod or my race car or whatever it is. It seems like maybe you're feeling, you know, something different than the small business. Did you guys have a surge or were you flat or were you down for 2020, let's just say? Yeah, so 2020 was kind of a roller coaster ride for for everybody. And uh, we had our ups and downs, but ended up up. And uh, especially towards the second half of that right. year, right. when everything started uh, opening back up again. And then we had the industry supply challenges and things like that. Right, but right, uh, right. generally, it's up, and I agree with you. I yeah. think people really got uh, motivated to do some projects that they hadn't done in a long time. I know I or, did. Yeah, you so know? it was, uh, I think, really generally good for the industry, and 2021's been very very good as well. So talk about the main thrust of your business. I mean, as far as performance parts, just give us a little uh, kind of a swath of what you do. Yeah. So we have been in the SEMA space as a wholesale distribution business for a long time, and we carry all the great products from all the manufacturers that exist here. And we're always here, especially at the SEMA show, looking for new products and the innovations that the industry creates so that we can get them in stock and available to our customer base, which is all the jobbers and installers and retailers that are out there selling performance parts. So at the end of the day, the new product section is probably where you and your people are spending a lot of time. Yeah, it's definitely the place that I like to start just because it gives me a good feel for what's new and then where I want to go from a booth perspective to see these 
and talk to, about the products that are out there. Would consumers know your company, Keystone, or is it more of a B2B thing? It's definitely more of a B2B thing, yeah. yeah. So we are known by all the jobbers out there and the installers, retailers, but not so much by the consumers. You know, what's funny is because of the changing world, you're seeing a lot more B2B companies start to have a B2C store. Yeah. yeah. You guys haven't gone that way. Well, we started with a store, actually, okay. in northeast Pennsylvania. They were called A&A Automotive Stores, and that's where the founder of the business, Joe Amato, ended up having his dad's store. So I've had Joe on the show before. Great guy. Yeah, Great yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. He is. So we still have stores in that particular area, but okay. just in that area gotcha. on the retail gotcha. side. So yeah. yeah. And then we do have a, a program called Parts Via, which does sell direct to consumer, but we include the jobbers in the sale. So we try to facilitate a pickup at the jobber location, gotcha. which works for us, right. and we don't charge for any freight when that happens. Right. But if it, they need it shipped to their home, we'll get it there too. But we include the network of dealers we have on the program in every sale. I have a question for you before we go. What do you think of all these electric cars? I support the combustion engine. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I know. I really do. Although, listen, the whole industry is about innovation, so yeah. I'm fine with it, but I just don't want to give up on right, the right. combustion engine yeah. either. So I think yeah. it's great. They, they really offer some cool things, yeah. and uh, we should support it just like any other innovation. I don't think we're going to see it going anywhere anytime soon. I think that I, you know it's just going to make us I, all more passionate about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to really say about it either when people ask me if you want to know the truth. So, uh, Yeah, I think it's cool. It's it's innovative, and we should support it in that way. But it'll have a, a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to force it, though. No, I think yeah. there's going to be plenty of room for everybody. I agree. Bill Rogers, president of Keystone. Thank you very much Thank for being with so us. Thank you so much. All yeah, right, I we'll take a little it. break. And there's more from SEMA 2021. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com, all the cars, one search. This is The Drive today from Las Vegas at the SEMA show. And we're broadcasting from the Hypertech booth. Thanks for the folks at Hypertech for giving us this. It's a Hypertech hyperbolic hot air chamber. I am generating all the hot air that is needed to fill this booth. Although every now and then, because of the voices of the industry, we have somebody else that is also full of hot air, like like you, Darcy. Absolutely. <laughs> and is it Lorenz? Yes. So, CTO at Barrett-Jackson, Chief Technology Officer at Barrett-Jackson. Oh my gosh, what a job. Dream job. I've watched this for years with Barrett-Jackson, with the, all the TV broadcasts, with Gosh, you know, all the different iterations of things because it continues to evolve, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what, what is this next evolution going to be for the 50th anniversary that's coming up? I mean, you got big shoes you're filling right oh, there man. for all the things that have happened. I stepped right into it yeah, for the 50th, did, didn't I? Yeah, you did, right? But yeah, it, it, look, Barrett Jackson's had an amazing run 50 years. And yeah. This year, you know, I can't even tell you what 
people should expect because first I shouldn't tell you. <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, right. But obviously it's going to be about you know the journey we've been on for 50 years and yeah. the journey we're going to take for the next 50 years. So we were talking, you're also partners with a, another guy that we, we had on the show and it's uh, Endpoint, right? Correct. Endpoint Global. We were talking about the metaverse. Yes. Metadata and information and data. Yes. So this is such an enabler for our hobby that it really needs to be talked about. you mind talking about it a little bit? Not I mean, at all, not at all. Because this is interesting. I guess that's the next 50 years. You know, right. The last 50 years is about physical. The next 50 years is not going to replace physical, but it is also going to be the metaphysical. Ooh, the, dude. Ooh. i got to write that one down. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay. And it is. It's, it's about taking what's happening right now, which is the young people that should be auto enthusiasts, and reaching them where they are. They're playing games. They're in digital worlds. They're in social they're not in right. places where they you know where we've been right, right. and uh, we've got to be there you know we've got to be relevant and Barrett Jackson's brand will be in their face in the metaverse like it has been in the physical world we're going to auction cars in the virtual world we're going to build cars in the virtual world we're going to take them on a collector journey and uh, we're really looking forward to seeing what uh, what the metaverse looks like uh, for what you call it the metaverse. The, the metaverse, okay. Yeah, so the metaverse for the automotive enthusiast. The That's metaverse, the metaphysical. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is like a whole other realm. This is the matrix. It's you know matrix. what I mean? Absolutely. It is. It it's, is. It's like that weird. And, you know, the game market has really set it up for success. Yeah. Three billion gamers, 18 to 35 year olds. Everybody in this conference is looking and, and to you reach know a new funny? audience. 18 to 35. Yeah. And you would think it would be 12 to 24. There's that. There's that's that. another. That's they're kind down of a different. In, they're right? playing Roblox. They're not, you know, they're yeah. not uh, in in our virtual world. But that's setting them up. They're, we call them digital natives. They live wow. in the digital world much as they live in the real world. It's so interesting because see, I'm in the physical, obviously, with, with touching and feeling and driving the cars. But this meta metadata metaphysical world that you're talking about is almost a little bit of virtual reality. It's the Matrix movie. In real life now. It's Ready Player One. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't yet. I Ready Player Everybody One. needs to see Ready Player One, and then what I'm telling you right now will come to life, because that was oh my gosh. Spielberg's vision for what the metaverse was, and it's already coming, you know, wow. served up from Barrett-Jackson and Is others. That, it's hilarious, right? It's, yeah. I mean, leave it to Craig. I mean, it's like the guy has continuously reinvented himself and the company over and over again. It keeps on adding more and more and more. It's kind of like a Mad Max world for cars, you know? Absolutely. It's just that cool. He's a visionary. Yeah, he, he has is. reinvented this space many yep. times. Yep. And he's going to continue to reinvent yeah. the space, you know, and it won't be just the physical, as I said. It's going to be about the game world meeting the physical world. And for automotive enthusiasts, they're, they're in both places. So we can't just restrict ourselves to one uh, side of that uh, metaverse. And the, the interfaces with simulators, people can actually interface across those lines. So there's a lot of different... The uh, good scenarios. news here is that this is how we're going to drag the young into our hobby. That's it. And I was wondering, what is going to happen to the young people? How are we going to get them in here? Nobody, put a, nobody puts Jackson. a wrench in their hand no? that says, go, go wrench that car. They're no. like, go build that virtual car. Right. There's 200,000 virtual cars built every day. Seriously? 200,000. Wow. Try and figure that math out. Oh, my gosh. And these bro. are the collector cars of the future. Yeah, right. Well, my gosh. Okay, so that, you just made me get a headache, just so you know. <laughs> Darcy's uh, um, chief technology officer at Barrett-Jackson gave you a tiny little window into the future, the metaverse, the metaphysical world of metadata. 
that you're going to be uh, seeing happening, emanating from Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions and beyond. And we'll see you in Motor Worlds. In what? Motor Worlds. Motor. Oh, oh my head is going to explode. We'll be right back. I wish, I wish you were to take this wine and drink with me. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Well, joining us now to talk about what is overlanding, Jacqueline Baral. <laughs> oh, Jackie, how you been? I've been great. How are you, Ellen? When did we see each other last? It must have been, oh my gosh, 10 years ago or something when we were when desert I was your, racing. Yeah, the Dirt Sports Magazine and Marty oh Fioca, your pal. Marty, you tell him he's not allowed around here. <laughs> I not told, allowed. I told him that I was going to hopefully be speaking with you today, and he goes, tell him I said hi. <laughs> you tell him I said hi back, but don't come around <laughs> you know why he was close to my house and didn't visit and i'm hating his guts for that oh bad he's one marty. of my best friends that's what he said he you know i mean literally friends. come on marty anyway voices of the industry and you know so many people are talking about this overlanding thing mm-hmm. yet nobody has really spent any time talking about what overlanding is and those who know i know you know we're not talking to you we're talking to others that don't know because inquiring minds want to know, what is overlanding? I mean, it's probably one of those things people can figure out, but I know you're going to give us a little better explanation. Well, overlanding's existed for decades. It, it probably started in uh, Australia, you know, going into the outback. outback, yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Oi, so, mate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when I talk to my Australian clients, I'm like, we've been doing it for decades. But basically, it's, I, I mean, there's... There's a lot of things uh, that people say about overlanding, but it's people that are inspired to either camp remotely. Off the grid. Off the grid. Right. Going international. We have Eva Rupert and another one of our editors, Azure O'Neill, that do adventure motorcycling. So overlanding is also about adventure riding. Writing? Writing. Like riding a motorcycle. Oh, riding. Okay. Like solo. Because you and I come from the print world. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a radio guy. But that's, I mean, that was always, I represented a magazine or two or ten. And uh, so, so, but overland riding, yes, correct. Right. So you have the overlanding, which is based on the vehicle. And then you have adventure riding, which is based on the motorcycle. Mm. So my colleague, uh, Eva Rupert, she just built the Ultimate Moto, which is sitting in the middle of Honda's booth at the SEMA show right now. It's gorgeous, and it's um, ready for someone to buy it. <laughs> oh, nice. So we're going to auction it off. Ah. But getting back to your question, overlanding is, you know, basically building out your vehicle and so that it's functional so you can get in and get out. And the key thing is to get back out. And, yes, exactly. <laughs> Rooftop tents. Uh, you know, uh, refrigerators that slide out your Jeep or, you know, a built-out, um, outfitted or kitted, uh, you know, Mercedes uh, Sprinter van. Right. Um, and those things are not cheap. I have a friend yeah. that bought one. I go, dude, that's awesome. He goes, yeah. He goes, better be for 180 grand. I went, what? Yes. 
Right. I mean, and because of course now that was a fully loaded loader, but people are building their own. Oh yeah. Which I think is brilliant. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Because the chassis, I mean, unless it's a four-wheel drive, it's a little different. The chassis is not that much to begin with. And I have a friend, he, he, he bought a military, some sort of a military vehicle, right? And he called it his Hummer H0, which okay. is like, you know, because, yeah, he, he, it was, it, it's not even a Hummer, but he, he has a Hummer. And he has this thing he calls the H0, which is, I mean, it's a five-ton truck that's an overlander. Oh. And he, yeah, a jet ski is in one drawer on the side. You know, it's like, what? Oh, He's yeah. like, this is the ultimate fun machine. And I noticed that what I've been taking pictures of here at SEMA are all these overlander vehicles, these overland things that are like the old Toyota Land Cruiser 4x4, oh, um, the yeah. uh, crew cab, the white one out there. Did you see that? And then there was some kind of Jeep. I don't know, those funny-looking Jeeps that they had that looked like a kind of like a, a big bug. I don't even know what those are called. The FJ, whatever it is. And I'm taking pictures. Of all they all got tents on the roof. And this Overland thing is awesome. I see you guys do Overland Expo, too. Yes. Lindsay Hepley and Jessica, her sister, they purchased uh, the Overland Expo uh, at the beginning of 2019. Oh, nice. And Perfect timing. <laughs> 2020 was tough, but, but but perfect time because you know why? Everybody had the great international reset. And we all look at life differently now. Like we better start living yes. because we don't know when this whole world is going to go <laughs> just turn into a ball of fire. I want to start living. Yeah. And you know what? Living is not always in a hotel room. Oh, it was It's just, you know, it's like you can go anywhere and get a nice hotel room, but where can you go? And lay out, you know, on top of the roof of your car and, you know, and look through the, the net, the netting to keep the mosquitoes out <laughs> and, and hear the birds chirping and the things that are scaring the living hell out of you, which is a little excitement. There's something about, you know, being a little bit afraid. Oh, that what, is, like a bear in your camp? Well, yeah, you never know. Right? There's something interesting. <laughs> it's the lure of the whole thing is to be out there and know that. You better be prepared. You better have your pocket knife, your knife. You better have your, I mean, your, your flashlight. You better have the thing that makes fire, you know, the little thing you scrape together and all these little things. You start thinking differently. I love person. I love the whole idea. Now, my wife, forget it. She wants to go glamping, you know? <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> right. yeah, we there's cater that, that too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> anyway, so when are these events, these Overland Expos? So... We traditionally, uh, and we're going back to our traditional dates, the Overland Expo West is in Flagstaff in May, in the middle of May. Then we have the Overland Expo in Mountain West in Loveland, Colorado, and that's the oh, nice. end of August. And then our last one is in Arrington, Virginia. So where do people find out about this? OverlandExpo.com. Too easy. Jackie, <laughs> Jackie, thank you. Pa-da. <laughs> You Thanks, spicy Alan. woman. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time. Yes, too long. And it's, uh, thank you so much. I see she walks up and she's laughing at me. I know she <laughs> saw me in racing in the Baja 500 when I beat in my race suit. I couldn't help it. <laughs> it's when you're in racing, you can't no, stop. I go, come on, go pee. He goes, pee your pants. We're racing. <laughs> I want you to know that I ended up winning the Baja 500 in 2006 Woo! with Rod Hall. Oh, my gosh. Love Rod Hall. And who wants to wear a condom? To, to go pee. When Not you're racing, do. you got to do this. It's like, what is this thing? Get away from me with that. That's why you were laughing. I was the only guy that peed his pants in the Indy for the Baja 500. Marty didn't tell me. Marty oh, didn't tell me God that. God help us. Oh, the things I do in my life. We'll be right back. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. 
with enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true. It's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Shout to the heart and you're too late, darling. You give love a bad name. Well, here we are on the show floor at SEMA 2021, Voices of the Industry. I'm Alan Taylor. Thanks to our friends at uh, Hypertech. We're in the Hypertech Hyperbolic Oxygen Chamber. We're actually just creating hot air in here. Alex Borla. The one and only man that called me an idiot on the radio. I don't know why. I still get a little bit scared when you're on the radio with me. <laughs> How you doing, Alex? I'm doing just fine. But look, do you well, remember that? I remember it. And, you know, <laughs> the greatest part of it is that you remember. <laughs> I do remember. I tell it all the time. Let me now. Let me just tell it. I haven't told it in a while. I'm doing a show on the biggest station in Los Angeles, KNX FM. It was an FM talk station, Howard Stern station. And I, I followed Howard Stern on the weekend when they do a weekend rerun. And my show was like, it came out of a huge audience. So we had a huge audience. And I had Alex on, and I was doing a trivia question. Do you remember what the trivia question was? No. So the trivia question was, on a Ford GT, there's a bubble that is over the driver's head and it's because Dan Gurney was so tall Absolutely. that they had to create what was called a Gurney bubble or right. a Gurney bump or something, right? Gurney so bubble. I was trying to uh, do it as a trivia question, and I actually gave away the answer. And I go, I'm such an idiot. And he says, yes, you are an idiot. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. He didn't just say that. You can't agree with me on that. I loved it, though. And we've been friends ever <laughs> since. That was like 19... 19- Oh my gosh! What year? Maybe it was two thousand and two. Yeah, wasn't it? So it was about twenty years ago. You and I, you and I had some black hair. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) Wow, Borla exhaust. By the way, so I bought a new Jeep Gladiator, and I posted, "Look at my new toy," and the first guy that answers is your son David, who is my dear friend, and he says, "I've got a nice exhaust system for that." And I thought, okay, so I go online and I, I go to your website, Borla.com, and I go on there. And then if you go to this website and you want to get the coolest sound and exhaust, you don't have to kind of like believe them that it's going to sound good. You can actually pick from like four, three or four different exhaust systems that are available for your car and hear what it sounds like because they record like, you know, um, a quarter mile drag basically or just what the car's doing if it's driving along you can hear what you can pick the sound the resonance the music i call it of your exhaust system i thought it was brilliant so i picked one and when i put i got the exhaust when i put it on it sounded exactly like it and it totally changed my jeep to a a much more i don't enjoyable ride because i could now hear the exhaust i could hear the tone of the exhaust you guys tune it like it's music, don't you? Yeah, David is a big part of that, you know. Fantastic. You know, his background is sound, right? Music. Yeah, he's got yeah. a degree in music. I didn't okay. know he had a degree he's in music. He's got a degree in music, Rochester University and New York, University of New York. And he basically, uh, that's his passion. His passion is sound. He's got a great ear. I love that. Okay, so. It's crazy what you guys yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, does anybody even attempt to do this? Because it's like. This is like, um, it's an art and a science that you do. You don't just make exhaust systems. You make music-making machines, basically. Look, 
with all due respects, we've been doing it for over 40 years. Yeah, right. Okay, so yeah. after 40 years, you somehow... You better do it right. You get, you know, yeah. you get enough monkeys behind a typewriter, you get Shakespeare, you know, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the way it works. Yeah, but you guys kind of reinvented it. I mean, was it David that kind of brought this new element to it? David actually brought the yeah. company to a new level. And, That's uh, awesome. You know, in his absence, I don't know where the company would have gone, Yeah. to be honest with you, yeah. because my contemporaries, you know, their requirements... You know, and their basically involvement in the in the industry is getting less and less. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we were concerned that perhaps you know we gonna basically go away with our generation. You yeah. know, and David came along and he totally put new life into the company. God and bless him. He brought it to another level. So it's, you know, and I I'm not one of those kind of sticker guys, but I got to tell you, when I was done, I proudly put the Borla sticker on the lower part of the you know where the, you kind of everybody puts their stickers of what's on their right. car. And I did that because I've always thought, first of all, the name is totally cool. And right. is this the name you were born with? No. What was the name you were born with? You ready? Yes. Schlisser. No, no, really. Absolutely. See? My dad changed his name when he came to America. <laughs> just so, and so many. But what a great name. Yeah. What a great name. And so it's a cool name, but what's better is the product are fantastic. They are. Fantastic. We have a terrific team and, you know, benefit from being at it for 40 years because many of the people have been with us. Yeah. You know, I have people who have been, came to work for us when they were 18. I got grandchildren. Wow. Yeah, right. You know? Right. And, you know, the fact that we're able to retain all this talent. Yeah. And they hone their skills and the talents have gotten better. Yep. You know. Yeah. It really, really helped us get where we are. We have a very, very dedicated, very, very passionate group of workers, even down to the level of people that work in our factories. Okay. They're enthusiasts. Yeah. I bet you that in Tennessee, we can take any one of the girls or boys who work for us, blindfold them, and they can rebuild a small block Chevy. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every one of them. True gear. Okay? The girls have always worked with their uncles, their fathers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. It's there's, in their blood. There's, there's such a culture there. That's it's a incredible. bloodline thing. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 So I got to tell you, my, so back to my, my Jeep for a moment, because a little V6 engine, you know? Come naturally on, what's aspirated. Wrong, what's wrong with a V6? Nothing, but it's like I never thought. You know, I thought, ah, what can it sound like? And when I heard it on the on the website Borla.com, I was like, now that's a big difference. So I sold it here about three weeks ago. I sold it, and I got to tell you, did, the I exhaust, you did, did I call you an idiot before? <laughs> no, no, I'm getting a diesel this time. I, a, a guy, but I, it was because he heard my exhaust. He came over, he started talking to me. He goes, this thing doesn't sound like all the other ones I've heard. I go, no, I got a Borla exhaust on there. And the guy says to me, so how do you like it overall? I said, I love it. I said, but I'm going to sell it. You might want to buy it. He bought it. He bought it. There's one other story. I was uh, showing a friend of mine kind of this exhaust. I was going to the dump. I had a, a Toyota pickup bed that's a trailer that I have. And it's full of stuff going to the dump. I see my friend. I go, you got to hear this thing. This is how car guys are, right? Right. So I get him in the car and I go, it's an eight-speed transmission. This cop pulls us over. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, you're pulling a trash trailer. <laughs> I go, I had to have my friends hear the exhaust. He goes, slow it down. Get out of here. <laughs> right. so, so, so let me get this down now. Yeah. Okay, you were towing a Toyota. A Toyota bed. bed uh, with a Jeep. With a Jeep. Okay, with a, I, full of trash I, I, going I, to the dump. I, I was right in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> you quit it, you. You quit it. So, okay, now, anything you want to tell the world about Borla before we go? I think you've done a great job in basically. It's real. You know, we, uh, we are a, uh, you know, 40-year-old overnight success. You know, we made a great living and grew a family right. by selling, you know, exhaust systems Beautiful. and uh, bringing passion to the industry and selling excitement. Well, 
I sure appreciate what you guys have done for us car guys. And, uh, you know, I 20 years ago when you called me an idiot, it was a, a badge of honor for me <laughs> because I knew we were friends. But I love you, you know. I know that. I know okay. that. That's why I say I knew we were friends because I was an idiot. A total idiot. But you know what? I've grown up now. All right. I'm, but I'm still just a grown-up idiot. We'll take a break. Alex Moore, thank you, my friend. We'll be right back. When you think Subaru, you think love. The 2021 Subaru Outback gives you state-of-the-art active safety technology for extra confidence on every drive. You can count on the roomy comfort and impressive cargo space, standard raised roof rails with enhanced tie-down points, and Subaru Starlink Multimedia with an 11.6-inch high-resolution touchscreen to wrap your experience with love for your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6-inch touchscreen available on select models. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America. You may be watching because of the internet. And we're videotaping this. Catherine Reinhardt joining us, Director of Retail Marketing for Four Wheel Parts. She was doing, uh, like, working to the last second, <laughs> texting somebody. I love that. I'm the same way. I'm like, multitask. I'm like, we got that all on film, by the way. Great. That is so funny. <laughs> Tell my boss. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. How you doing, Catherine? I'm doing really good. It's really nice to be back at the uh, SEMA show. We've taken a little bit of a two-year hiatus, really? but we're back. And yeah. it's exciting to see all these friendly faces again. Yeah, well, and, and uh, you guys, by the way, voices of the industry, so they've invited you for a reason. And I knew it immediately when you talked about this charity thing you're doing for SEMA Cares. And you go, we raised, how much money was it? So $115,000. And that's the most you've ever raised for the SEMA Cares thing? Yeah, right? for, for direct donations, yes. It's the most we've ever done. It's um, really incredible to see all of these people come together and really understand that there are children in need. Yeah. And ultimately open up their wallets and give me their money. I love that because she said, I need money. I need more money. But it's not you. No, no. We, the, the, the organization SEMA Cares for the Kids. Yeah, and so um, we actually have three charity partners that we work with. One is called uh, Victory Junction, which is really cool. They have a really fantastic Isn't that summer Richard Petty's organization? Yes yes, 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 yes. So there's a NASCAR affiliation, but they are based on the East Coast, and they have these fantastic summer camps. And what's really cool about this is that children who have never been to a summer camp get to attend and see this NASCAR automotive themed camp and a lot of them show up with nothing. They don't even have a backpack. They don't have an wow. overnight bag. Because they got nothing. They got nothing. Right. And um, to be able to give them this really cool experience in, in an automotive theme really enlightens them to our world. And hopefully they're able to continue their education and maybe even get a job in our industry. And here you are, Board of Directors 2122. Yep. And also working on the SEMA Cares. Yeah. Why are you so involved in all this? Um, 
uh, it sounds cliche, I care. I care a lot. Um, Mm. I have two little boys, six and seven years old, and uh, I'm basically forcing them to come into the aftermarket and choose a (laughs) career here. I take them to car shows. uh, You're not forcing. You're indoctrinating. There's a difference. Yes, yes. And so I really care. And when I really started in this industry, I didn't have children, and I learned about SEMA Cares, and I I thought, wow, this is a really great feel-good program. And um, as I became a mother, I thought, this is even more important now than ever. And we actually have two more charities that we actually work with as well. And uh, one is called Child Help. And they are based in Arizona. They actually have a national exposure. But one of the things that's really great about them is when children are coming from abused homes, you know, the authorities will take their statement and then they will give them the child help. And uh, they will actually find a foster place for them to go in a very quick, short amount of time. And they also have a facility out in California and Beaumont where they take children in need and they really help them with behavior issues, with It sounds like I actually issues. need this kind of help. My wife abuses me constantly. How old are the children like myself? Can I, you know, I'm 60 years old. Do I still count? No, yeah. It really <laughs> has become six months of age and 13 years old. Okay. Um, so an abuse happens in the homes. And unfortunately, during COVID, it happened even more. Wow, and unfortunately, yes. they weren't in schools. And so there were no right. counselors or teachers to help report that. And so it's really important that people understand that there are children that can't speak for themselves. And right. so we have to do that for yeah. them. And our last charity partner is uh, Austin Hatcher. And, oh, uh, yes. Amy Jo. Amy Jo. And uh, we're really thankful to have them. Uh, They understand what our charities are all about. And um, obviously helping kids with cancer is a really important arm of us. But uh, they also do some really cool builds. And yeah, uh, some do. of them are here at the SEMA show. You know, it wasn't last SEMA. Their vehicle got stolen. Yes. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That's how, right. how, how crappy is that? I know. I know. If they only knew those rotten thieves, you know? Yeah. They would have given it back if they only knew. Well, and that's why fundraising this year was so important for yeah, us. We yeah. really wanted to raise as much money as possible. And so that $115,000 I mentioned before, a part of that was literally direct donations from the exhibitors here at the SEMA show. Me and my team of select committee members, including Lori here from Hypertech. Yes. Uh, we basically dial for dollars. We ask people for thousands of dollars. And I would give you money just because I know that I wouldn't want right to see. No, here it is give right here. here. Take it. There's nothing in it. My credit cards that are over full. <laughs> but you know what? Um, it's really nice to see how charitable everybody has been. That's why we've raised as much money we've had. Uh, that's why we have this dynamic team of people that don't take no for an answer. Yeah. And that's why we've been able to raise more money. And even last night, there was a function at Tora where we did uh, the Pinewood Derby races. Yeah. And uh, we raised another 4200 which is also matched by SEMA. So that's $8,400. Oh, wow. nice. Hemmings just uh, texted me this morning letting me know that they raised an additional $22,000 with the Suburban that they auctioned off nice. that closed yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. So the money's still rolling in, Alan. Yeah. I'm not yeah. done. And then tonight... Well, at I, the I want to help you. You recruited me already. I'm a, I got 100 radio stations. We'll talk about this on the radio. <laughs> and tonight we at the right SEMA banquet, I'm going to ask everybody for even more money. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And look, at she hasn't even talked about four-wheel parts yet. It's like... Like, what is it? She only cares about these kids. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to get fired. No, right. not going to happen. Not with that spirit. What a beautiful spirit you have. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Four O Parts has been uh, a oh, really... Oh, sorry. Time's up. <laughs> sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Four O Parts is a really great partner. They also donated to uh, SEMA Cares, and they obviously support my volunteerism to be here at SEMA, be on the board of directors, and then also help with SEMA Cares. But Four O Parts is a fantastic entity. We just opened up our 100 store nationwide. Wow. We're really excited to bring as many people there as possible. That's awesome. Boy, you crammed in a lot into that five, six, seven minutes. Whatever. I did. Sorry. That's all. No. Listen, listen. Look at my eyes. 
I want to help you. Thank you. Okay? You give me your wallet. I, I, well, I, I will, but I'll also give you my radio stations and, you know, whatever else I can. Thank you, Alan. I really appreciate it. We'll take a break from SEMA. Look at this woman. Amazing. Catherine Reinhardt, Four Wheel Parts. Imagine dealing with her on a day-to-day basis. Wow. That's my husband, that question. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car, not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Well, you're listening to The Drive. Today we're at uh, SEMA, the Specialty Equipment Market Association trade show. We are on the show floor in the Hypertech booth. And joining us right now is Mr. Bob Spar. He's wearing a B&M shirt, B&M Racing and Performance. But, Bob, I understand you have been to SEMA since the very, very first one. Was it 1963? Well, the formal SEMA show was 1966, I believe. But the very first show was held at the Disneyland Hotel in a little room, and there were 13 of us with fold-up card tables. Oh, my god! And, um, <laughs> and that was put on by a guy named Noel Carpenter. Yeah. And he did two or three shows. Each one got bigger. And then Bob Peterson and Dick Day and Ray Brock decided to do a formal SEMA show. And so they did the first one at Dodger Stadium, and I think that was 1966, underneath the bleachers. Isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah. when you look at it today... Oh, it's unbelievable. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And even today, even the size, even though it's downsized because of yeah. our COVID situation, it's still amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and, it's, and it constantly was amazing because I was on the board of directors for years. And it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the buyers complained about how many people there were. And you couldn't get through the <laughs> aisles. And so right. we made it bigger. And yeah. you still couldn't get through the aisles. Yeah, and it just and keeps it just, going. It, yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, it's an amazing phenomenon, So actually. I understand you were like the first inductee into the Hall of Fame or something like this. Somebody, There's so much about you, I don't even know where to go, but can we start there? Well, it wasn't called the Hall of Fame then. What was that it? was 1969, and they called it the Ed Elliott Memorial Award. Yeah. Ed Elliott was the very first employee that SEMA had, non-paid, by the way. <laughs> okay. And he did all the administrative work for free. Never got a nickel. Wow. And he was a great, great guy. He was the father of George Elliott. A lot of people know George, but they don't remember Ed. So that's what the award was called, and Wally Parks gave it to me on a stage, and I didn't know anything about it. And basically, it was because I had a lot to do with the formation of SEMA in the early years. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, then I was inducted again in 1981, <laughs> when, when it was formerly the Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations for all that. And I had your son on. I, I met your son, Bob Spar. I mean, no, you're Bob. He's John. Yeah. 
And this guy is taking it to a whole other level. Well, he does everything. That yes, way. yes. Yeah, but, yeah. And that, but that's that's the way it should be. Yeah. He's, you know, you make a kid and he should be a better version of you. Oh, <laughs> he's about 10 times. Me. Oh, that's yeah. nice of you to yeah. say. Uh, and I'll make sure he hears this, by the way. Um, so what do you think now? Are you, are you proud of what SEMA has become oh. all these years later? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's really my proudest achievement other yeah. than my Because this is your children. This is your yeah. business yeah. child, you yeah. might say, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Or your passion, you know, for because you're obviously a car guy. Where did your passion for cars start? You know what? I have no idea. Just uh, was there. Yeah, I was told that when I was a kid, I used to have little tiny model cars, yeah. and I used to line them up, and so. Yeah, it's just, I, I have a picture of me yeah. the same way, black and white photo, and there my mom says, you've always liked cars. Yeah. And, you know, it's just in you. And my dad was not at all mechanically inclined. He was a house painter. Yeah. He barely knew how to open the door of the car. <laughs> and um, so I don't know where it came from. Yeah. But, uh, I, I'm just curious now what you want people to know all these years later. So we're talking about, you know, 50 plus years, you and SEMA. What do you want the world that doesn't really understand what we're doing out here in Las Vegas right now? What do you want the world to know about SEMA? What is the essence of SEMA? Man, I don't, I don't know. One, I, I think the thing that comes to mind is innovation. Our industry always seems to find a way to innovate. Yeah. I remember when the government got involved and we used to fret about the fact that they were going to kill the industry. Yeah. I'm talking... Remember when they, we thought they wouldn't make convertibles anymore? Yeah. That was yeah. in the 80s? Yeah. Like, so, they're going to do away with convertibles because somebody rolled one over or something. But we have to deal with this to this very day, yeah, don't we? Yeah, Same yeah. kind of stuff. They want to take away our hobby all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's been that way. You know, in the very beginning, SEMA was formed because NHRA was starting to establish rules in their rule book that was going to limit who could run certain products at the races. And then about three or four years later, SEMA and NHRA got together, um, a large part of that, and we formed the SFI, SEMA Specs Program. Gotcha. And I was the technical director, and so we established minimum specs for drag racing products. Right. And so NHRA basically said in their rule book it had to meet SEMA specs. So we became, we became together. You guys became the standard setters. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. great. Well, and they're still doing it today and doing a great job. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you are definitely one of the voices of the industry. And now I know why they said, you got to talk to Bob Spar. And I'm like, well, I'll talk to anybody you bring up to this table here. <laughs> so thank you, Bob. Oh, thank, thank you for you. everything you've done for bringing us SEMA with the group of people that you're with. Yeah, thank you. Thank one of you. the founding fathers of SEMA right here. Okay. I'm Alan Taylor. We'll be right back with more. Stay with us. Okay. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Back. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. 
Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, today, once again, in Las Vegas at SEMA, the Specialty Equipment Market Association trade show. Um, Las Vegas, the perfect place for us. Uh, sitting right here in front of me is the president and CEO of SEMA, um, Chris Kirsting. Chris, man, I think this event is really going to do good this year. I don't know hey, why. It's worked out great. Right? You know, we, we put this thing on for the folks who really wanted to be here. Who the hardcore, yeah. And uh, it's working out really well. We're I really pleased. everybody thought, they're going to cancel SEMA. They're going to cancel SEMA. This has been going on for six months, right? And it's like, you know, they canceled the New York Auto Show. Exactly. You and can see why people want yeah, to Yeah, and it was stuff. like, well, and but thank God for those who have the, um, I don't know whether we're going to call it, the courage to venture out and take their chance. I mean, some of these people feel like, I'm putting my life on the line to go to this, and that may be true for some, right? We've lost yeah, a lot of people with this I, crazy thing. I, I think it's one of those areas where we've all kind of lived through the pandemic now for, what, almost two almost years? Almost two years, yeah. And people recognize they have to evaluate their own situation, make a decision for themselves about what they can do. I think the same is true when you venture out to go to Home Depot or Walmart. It's absolutely I mean, it's, true. It's a warehouse just like this. That's and, right. You know, you have to decide what's going to work for you. And so the folks who are here are folks who really wanted to be here. And uh, I think it's a, it's a great celebration. It's been two years and uh, it's wonderful to see the excitement among the people who are here. And, yeah. you know, it's a business to business event, but it's also about a celebration of the car culture yeah, and yeah. the people who are passionate about that. They love this. Yeah, yeah. So what's it like being the president and CEO of this organization? Oh my gosh. Talk about the weight on your shoulders. Yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose uh, you, you kind of grow into that over the years. I've been doing yeah. this for 20 years in this role. And, um, Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? Has <laughs> it been that long? Scary, huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah. incredible. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it was like two years ago, you know? No. Wow. So uh, <laughs> I think it's a privilege, really, yeah. to spend your time working to help these smaller businesses in a world of kind of Goliaths. I mean, right, really, right. Uh, that's what attracted me to this in the first place was what a difference and an impact an organization like SEMA can make. You know, the other 360 days of the year that we're not here, right. we do all kinds of things to help both the industry yeah, it's and so much the more than this event. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a wonderful burden to bear, so to speak, when you yeah. say it, it must feel like you have a lot of pressure. Because we're able to do things that really help these companies, yeah. you know, week to week and as they have moved through the years, overcoming all kinds of different challenges, whether they be regulatory and, and government affairs challenges or technical challenges. I remember when OBD came in, it was going to crush the, the industry. And Onboard diagnostics. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Computer, the computer age. Basically yeah. vehicle technology. Right, and, right. And we've been able to help the industry out with that and yeah. uh, emissions compliance. Uh, we have a, an emissions lab. We're going to build a new lab now up wow. in Detroit this year. And That's great. So uh, there's just so many different ways we're able to help. You know, I was talking to uh, Dr. Jamie Meyer, who's the president of PRI, which is part of SEMA. SEMA owns PRI, a performance racing industry trade show. And he introduced me to this young man that had built this box for Hondas, I think. Do you know this young guy? I don't. And he got a $18,000 fine from the EPA for building. And he only sold like 37 of them. This is for racing. Oh, okay. Now I know who you're talking about. Right? (laughs) And I'm like, what is going on? That's why we need SEMA. 
That's we have right. to have somebody for oversight to keep them honest, them being the government. That's absolutely the case. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, that was a situation of overreach, and uh, we're the voice that needs to be there to push back. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for putting on the event, even with all of what is going on in this crazy world right now, because Great. unquestionably, we are thunderstruck. Hey, we thank everybody for coming to SEMA this year and getting us back onto the road. We're really looking forward to the next year's show already. Yeah, oh my gosh. And when people see stuff like this, Voices of the Industry, you being, of course, the number one voice of the industry, thank you for joining us here. Great. Great to be with you. Thank you, sir. That's Chris Kirsting, President and CEO of SEMA. We'll take a little break from the Hypertech booth right on the show floor. Thanks to Hypertech and SEMA for letting us broadcast live on the show floor. We'll be right back with a whole bunch more voices of the industry here on The Drive. Stay with us. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Now you can say it. Go ahead. Live from SEMA 2021. <laughs> it just has that vibe. You know, you're here. He wanted to do it. Oh, my God. Yes. What you guys can't see on the other end of this mic. That's Clarence Barnes, uh, Voices of the Industry, television star uh, of our automotive world. How you doing, Clarence? Things are good. Things are good. SEMA, I'm so happy to be here. And, of course, I just came in and saw Amy Falk. Which, you know, CEO of Hypertech. We're in the Hypertech booth. Right. But, yes. you know, everybody throws that around like, oh, yeah, it's Amy, you know. But if you're a racer, like an NMRA or the NMCA racer. We're going to have her on. You guys are going to hear the, the, the nicest, sweetest little southern accent who is a, a, in the Drag Racing Hall of Fame, I think. Oh, absolutely. World you know, champion. World, she, like, just, like, <laughs> she is a beast. But let, a, me, let me tell you my story about Amy, okay? We're, we're sitting in the Hypertech booth. Right. And when I first got here, we brought all our gear in, and everybody's like, what are these guys going to do? There was nothing in the booth yet except people talking. And they're like, why is this guy walking in the radio booth? They don't know me from Jack, right? right. And I'm like, and so I, I just started checking it out, and I dropped off some things, and I go, oh, I'm the radio guy. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. And then, you know, there was a bunch of guys and then this uh, really cute little older lady that was just, like, just sweet. Yeah. Can I help you, sweetheart? Yeah. And I'm just going to bring these things in here. Okay, you let me know if there's anything you need. <laughs> well, this is the CEO of Hypertech and a world-famous race car driver. Yes, yes. And, and you know, we went to the prayer breakfast this morning, i got to tell you. And she got up there on stage. And I guess one of the folks here at Hypertech is going through some some medical problems and she got up there and cried and said will you guys lift up Mark and I don't know who Mark is but a prayer for one of the folks that works at Hypertech that's going through a hard time right now and is in the hospital and boy she just was up there crying and, and nobody you could hear a pin drop everybody was just saying a little prayer and that's the beautiful thing about SEMA such a, a great community the, yeah. the, the hot rod industry the car industry the off-roading industry all gather here 
such a great community of almost like family reunion. That's why everybody wants to come to SEMA. Yeah. It's a family reunion. Absolutely. You see your brother yeah. from another mother or your sister from another mother, whatever it is. But your family, you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. Right. You know what I mean? And, and we, those friends can be your family. And you got a million of them here circulating exactly. always right now. Right. No, it's crazy. You know, coming up after COVID and all the different things we've been through, it's so cool to see so many people who've just made the trek, yep. did the last minute bills. I've been working on this build with um, Arrington Performance. Now, Arrington is known for Hemis. And they took it, a, you know, with a partnership with Bosch, and they developed a hydrogen-powered truck. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, now, here's what a lot of people and don't know. And done right with Bosch, you know that. Right. Yeah. Well, but what I thought when he said, you know, Michael said, hey, we're going to do a uh, hydrogen-powered truck. I'm like, well, that's cool. And I felt bad. He's my best friend. I didn't want to tell him, been done, been done. Well, uh, yes, but. but... But here's the thing. That's what I thought until we're on a conference call, and I find out that this isn't a fuel cell. See, everybody knows fuel cells okay. with hydrogen produces electricity, powers the battery, powers the car. Right. Mirai, Toyota, Mazda, everybody's yeah, right. done that, right? This is direct injected with technology between Arrington and Bosch that they've come up. You put it through a Magnuson supercharger because hydrogen is Quit so light. It. You jam it in there with some really high-tech injectors. And you come out with about 600 horsepower. Like a superconductor. Yeah. You know, that's cool. So badass. So we did the uh, we did the the unveil of that yesterday. And, and I'm sure it, it was a, air quote, SEMA truck. Yeah. In other words, it wasn't just a pickup truck. It was... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. amazing truck. Right. But because it's an older vintage truck, it was covered with this, um, you know, beautiful covering, but it didn't fit. You could tell it was a truck. Yeah. It looked more like a thong on the truck. <laughs> but the real amazing point was inside because it was hydrogen powered. So we've been doing that all week. And uh, uh, I was going to ask you, what are you doing here? Are you doing any media while you're here? You're, you're doing, a TV guy? Yeah, we're doing... You TV guy, you. I'm a radio guy. But you're a radio I, guy, too. The 80s channel tonight? You've got that face for radio. <laughs> so my mom says. No, I, I do um, Yeah, I do a national platform for iHeart. So I'm on uh, the 80s channel. Okay. And uh, it's based live out of San Francisco. And it goes around the world on iHeartRadio. So what's funny is we would call you a disc jockey. In the day. But there's no such thing as the disc anymore, although it's coming back. Yeah. You know, they're doing that kind of that scratchy thing with digital now. Those youngsters. Right. Those youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat, man. No, it's a blast. Uh, the 80s, it's called 80s Plus at 103.7 cool. in San Francisco and the 80s Plus channel on iHeart. And that, yeah, I do that. And uh, part of my deal with them is I can run around and do stuff with different companies. This afternoon, I'm doing a, an appearance with uh, Aces fuel injection and they've got a whole new lineup of really cool yeah, stuff yeah I got them and have them on the show yeah so this um, is a new company by the way like second year or first SEMA or second third year in business a lot of those guys were involved in some OEM development and things like that and they've come up with some real you yeah, know that's cool. a new mousetrap let's say so your quick impression on SEMA before we run out of time oh it's awesome yeah uh, you know it, it's cool because everybody's back at it with a vengeance yeah right. everybody's like I'm so tired of just not doing not being in connection with people people are being safe here and, and everybody's sort of cognizant of a need to, you know, be be careful, you know, and be safe, and everybody's honoring each other and getting along and having a good time. So it's just some ne well, we'll never forget. I'm honoring you with sexy back. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> talk it up, talk it up. There you go. <laughs> Live from SEMA. From the show floor, I see... Uh I see uh, our next guest teed up. This is the, one of the few men that called me an idiot on the radio. Well, I'll have to remind him. him of the story 25 years ago. <laughs> well, great he to says, see you, You're man. an idiot. And I'm like, wait, you can't. It's my show. You can't do that. If you haven't been called an idiot at least once, you're not in play. I, I'm swear with you. Bards. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay tuned from SEMA Live.
When you think Subaru, you think love. The 2021 Subaru Outback will make you fall in love with its state-of-the-art safety features, a spacious and comfortable interior, and convenient amenities, all ready for any adventure. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus up to 33 miles per gallon, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, X-Mode with hill descent control, and a direct-injected turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine will make you love every adventure in your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6-inch touchscreen available on select models. Well, it is the drive all across America today in Las Vegas for the SEMA show. And joining us right now from Ford Motor Company is Nick Terzis, King Terzis from Greek. How you doing, Alan? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. So you're the SEMA guy for Ford Motor Company. Yeah, I get to do a lot of yeah. uh, vehicle builds. Well, manage that. I mean, uh, that's like a good job. It's like a dream. People say to me, how do you get a job like that? I go, God must like me. Um, I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world with a job. I'm talking to people that do the, what you do and, and doing it, too. I like to build cars and stuff. So, But, yeah, so Ford Motor Company, why is SEMA so important to Ford Motor Company? Because uh, you well, guys have a huge presence. Yeah, we, we really do. Well, first of all, it's an opportunity to showcase our great product line. It's an opportunity to showcase all the aftermarket products you know, that we offer, the performance, the capability, right? the, the robustness of what we build, right. and really just build on the brands, the great brands that we have. So if I go over to the booth right now, I see like the, at, on the point, can I call that the point, that blue box that you have there? What have you got in there? So that's a great vehicle that was built um, basically for a special cause for uh, an incident that, that happened in Canada where some hockey players were, were unfortunately killed in an accident. And so, wow. you know, we, we work on products like that. We have many of our builders are involved in, in social programs and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. So that was a purpose-built vehicle with a, a reason and a purpose. Did you, auctioning it off or giving it to somebody? Yeah. What, what are you doing there? I'm not sure what the next step is for yeah, that one. Okay. But certainly no showcasing. But it's to pay homage for the people that lost yes. their lives. So, wow. I was wondering. I thought, that's an interesting vehicle to have on the point. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? It's well, like the first vehicle you walk into. When you come into SEMA in the central hall, which is the hall, and here you come upon this, what is it, 67 Fastback? Or yep. what is it? Yep. Is that right? And I was like, well, that's interesting. I wanted to know what that was. But then right behind that is a bunch of Broncos. Yay! It's, it's right? Bronco year. It's, Bronco it's year. The yeah. year of the Bronco. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of interest in it. And uh, it's been a fantastic product for us. You know, every customer that's getting them, they're really excited. We're, we've had so many builders that uh, have wanted to get their hands on them. And certainly the ones that have Boy. feel real fortunate. And on top of that, so many people. You can't build them fast enough. No, I know, which is a great problem to have. It's a great and problem. We're finding ways to build them faster every day. So. Are they really? Yeah, yeah, they're working you really know, and hard. And then there's that little red one in there. We talked to the guy that built that. Who it's it's like a truck, a, a Bronco truck. The bed's only like maybe you know three feet. Yep. <laughs> but it's half cab, and I go, okay. Did you cause a problem with that little half cab thing? He goes, I, I think I might have because now everybody <laughs> wants it. It's like the miniest truck, like a Tonka truck. Yep. It's brilliant. It's I, I just love. I, I took a picture of the first day, and the agency for Ford Motor Company goes, "You want to have that guy on your show?" I'm like, "Yes." You it, know. Well, it's it right out of the gate. It shows you how broad the, the uh, capability of the Bronco right. is. Right. The different ways you can utilize it. It's fun. And one of the things about that, the idea was you could get this anywhere. It's a first responder vehicle. No matter where that uh, right. you got to get, that truck will get there and yeah. then get the job started. So yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And that's really what it is. This is almost like something that you would, you know, as a first responder, dream of. And it has been dreamt of and then created for SEMA 
for Ford Motor Company. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, well, now, what else is in the booth there? You got a lot going on. You have probably one of the biggest booths at SEMA. Yeah, no, Ford we, does. I would say we do have yeah. the biggest booth at SEMA, and uh, and we're right behind you, by the way. Yeah, you cast a huge shadow here at Hypertech. Hey, so just so you know, <laughs> feel lucky to be next to us. Right? You're probably getting a lot of the residual. From and us. don't <laughs> does you guys use Hypertech in some of these products you're yeah, doing? Well, yeah, well, yeah, Hypertech's got one of the builds, a uh, wonderful yeah. F one fifty. Oh, um, nice. And it's, it's set up uh, for the Bass uh, Pro Fishing Tour. And That's so, why yeah. I interviewed the fisherman. Now it's all coming together. Right? It is exactly. You see, and, uh, uh, I'm like, I what are you a fisherman here well, for? I went over there this morning, and he was staring at it. So yeah. I know he's probably just ready to take the keys and take it out he's of here and start using it. But, exactly. Yeah, it's a really fun vehicle. Lots of components out of it that he's going to actually, you know, be able to use for real. And, well, uh, so what surprises you about Ford? I mean, you work for Ford. Do, do they surprise you every now and then and go? You go. I can't believe they're doing this uh, in a good way. Yeah, well, what I there's say always is, the negative things. We won't go there, but I mean all the good things that, that I like to hear that part because everyone complains. The problem is people don't praise enough with the companies they work for when they're huge companies like this. I know Jim Farley, the president. Of the, I know Bill Ford. I know these guys. They're great guys. They are. But the, you're the workaday Nick in this case. And I want to know what pleases you about Ford because you're the guy that's in charge of the SEMA thing. Well, I mean, I've been at the company for a long time. I'm third generation, both sides oh, of my family. Wow. So it's certainly uh, something I've grown up with. That's and, awesome. And a few things, right? I mean, Ford is truly a family company. Family inside. Totally. And believes in families outside. Always, always want to make, you know, focus on quality. Yeah. Making vehicles that uh, are going to make people's lives better. And then looking forward to the future. How do we keep pushing the envelope? Maybe yeah. cliche, but it's true. And uh, ensure that we're number one. I mean, never give up attitude. No, that's good. Is uh, Henry Ford walking around over there any, at all? <laughs> Henry Ford III, you mean? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I say that because everybody's like, wait a minute, Henry Ford's been dead a long time. No, <laughs> Henry Ford III, Hank. Yep, I have seen him. He's, uh, he's in a different role now, but uh, he's What's a great, he doing, motorsports or what? Uh, he's the board of directors, though. Oh, he's just yeah. oh, just yeah. board of directors. <laughs> yeah. I remember when he was selling cars at Galpin, and I saw him, and his, his name tag said Henry Ford. And I go, that's funny, ha ha. He goes, no, I, I really am Henry Ford. Showed me his driver's license, Henry Ford III. They start selling cars in that family. They, from the ground all the way to the top, they, now board of directors. They work right alongside us. I love that about Ford. Yeah. You know, I like to hear about the, the people like yourselves that, that work at that level where you're able to be uh, generational. You work in the shoes of your father and your father before that, maybe. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. That's a beautiful thing. Well, listen, can you guys do us a favor and turn the neon down right there? <laughs> ne- I, I got blind. I got to go to the optometrist. The blue is so bright. Put on sunglasses. It's on. I Ford say, Blue. We can't help you there. It's, it's <laughs> like I got one eye that's a little bit... Oh. We'll talk about that later. All right. Thank you, Nick, for coming by. Thank you very much, Nick Alan. from Ford, the guy in charge of SEMA. We're having fun, the voices of the industry here in the Hypertech booth. Thanks to the folks at Hypertech. They've got uh, an F-150 over there in the Ford booth. It's very, very uh, family-oriented as you talked. We'll take a break. It is The Drive. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the Internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search.
that's a little ZZ Top. My head's in Mississippi. I did a radio show with uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. This man right here. Just a rock and roll gearhead. Uh, another show that he's doing right now with a friend of mine, Steve Strope, uh, a hot rod builder, car builder extraordinaire. Um, I did not know that. And I, I was playing a, a ZZ Top song, and Steve goes, oh, he's, yeah, he's, what is he, what is he doing with your shows? Did, so we did a show with uh, Motor Trend yes? called Handbill Hot Rods, ah. and he was the uh, narrator host. The voiceover, voice yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, Billy's, Billy <laughs> is indeed Hot Rods and Rock and Roll. He's, uh, he's the real deal all the way around, as oh. you know. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Super human also. Just yeah. a great Person, forget, yeah, superhuman forget, being. Forget yes. the ZZ Top stuff. Well, they they and all call the him the Reverend. Yes, Reverend Billy G, and he actually has he, married people. Yes, yes. Here in Vegas, he's married. People. Yeah. So, and he is a rock and roll gearhead, and that's the name of his book. Yep. He blessed me on that too. I built him a guitar in remembrance of Pete Chaporis. Oh my God. And uh, yes, yeah, SoCal Speech. So that's how I kind of mourned missing Pete, and I built yeah. him the guitar and. I had a strap made by the guy. I know the guy that makes his straps, and his strap says, for Pete's sake. Oh, that is and so awesome. We used the black and gold paint from the Mexican Blackbird, which was the last car that Pete Porce had built wow. him. Wow. And uh, SoCal Speed Shop knobs for the volume and tone. <laughs> and on the back of the guitar, there's pinstriping of, up by SoCal Speed Shop in Pomona. There's a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant called Tropical Mexico, and it was... Billy's favorite place to eat with Pete. So the back of the guitar is that whole restaurant pinstriped on the back of it. So awesome. took it down to his house and gave it to him. And uh, oh, that's uh, kind of I told him that's how I mourned missing Pete was building it for him. And yeah, Pete uh, was a good friend to all. Yeah, of us. Pete was yeah. A, just an amazing uh, person, and you know one of the cornerstones and founders of the, the hot rod parts and pieces yeah, yeah. Him for and people the, to buy at home. Jake Jacobs. And, uh, well, yes, and Pete and Jake's. Uh, Right, right. Started and that whole Alex thing. Alex Exidius from Yeah, that, that was later, though. Pete right. and Jake's was in like the 70s or early 80s yeah. when you really didn't buy hot rod suspensions. Yeah. You know, they created the four-bar setup and all that stuff and made it available at home to buy a quality suspension that make the, your older Model A or 32 or 34 ride better. Right. And that was really the start of something before there were all the street rod chassis sure, sure. before there was any of that so yeah. it's fun to hear you talk about it. i haven't talked to him in probably two years billy billy gibbons yeah and i stayed at his house one night because i was i was kind of like trapped i couldn't get out i was supposed to go where to i don't know france or something and the, the flight got delayed and he's like hey just spend the night i got plenty yeah. of room yeah the three-story <laughs> yeah that's the hacienda there that's, yeah. that's a cool place too so the next morning that was his dad's house was it really yeah and you know his dad designed gloves the oscar oh he did the, uh, he did gloves too silk gloves for people right but he he's the designer of the oscar from the oscars really yes I didn't know that. a little known fact wow billy's continues to surprise right so he makes me you know you're talking about his love of mexican food oh yeah right. the next morning you know we get up he goes you want an omelet brother yeah. and i'm like yeah i want an omelet and he goes i'll make you an omelet yeah. he opens a refrigerator door and there's all these like to-go boxes i mean like 20 of them and they're all his leftovers because <laughs> if you go to dinner with him he's like hey put yeah. that in the box i'll take it home 
So he's like looking at that one's bad, that one's bad, that one's oh, bad. Jesus. And he'd smell it. No, that one's bad. And then he found something that was good and he scrambled up some eggs and he put some of this in it and some of that in it and he squeezed some lime on it and he goes, yeah. Here you go, try that. Yeah. And I was like, was Billy it, Gibbons just made me an omelet. Was it yummy? Oh, it was fantastic. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Yeah, no, that's great. Okay, so bring it forward. What has Steve Strope been doing? So, You're here at SEMA. What yeah, you got? here we are. Uh, thank goodness we missed 2020, obviously, because of the pandemic. Yeah. You know what? I am just focusing on the SEMA thing real quick. You know, a lot of people were, it's going to be a ghost town. It is not a ghost town. No, no. It is, it's actually where I thought it would be. You know, there's there's plenty of people. It's not wall to wall, so it's Which enough to I, say. I like it like this. All, uh, many comments being said amongst peers and manufacturers right. of this really isn't sucky having elbow room right. and wider walkways, yeah, and yeah. it's it's almost pleasant. Yeah. So actually, you, if you need to pee. Yep. You can get in there. Right. So so there 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 are some benefits going on to it yeah. not being shoulder to shoulder yeah. wall to wall. That's so funny. So uh shop's been busy, been very blessed as always. What is the name of your shop again? Pure Vision. Pure Vision. Yep. Steve Strope. You guys look up Pure Vision. Yeah, purevisiondesign.com yeah. and uh here at SEMA we've unveiled two cars yesterday. One is a uh, a 69 Nova that we did for Joe Rogan that was uh Part of our television show it showed it up in, in, into bare metal. Uh, a lot of work, very complex car. We were very fortunate. Is uh, Joe a car guy? Joe is a car guy and an extremely cool, again, like we were saying about Billy, just a really cool. That's what it, I've heard. A very cool human. He a has a bigger audience than CNN. Yes, he does. And Which he, is hilarious. And he deserves it because he yes, doesn't he does. lie about stuff <laughs> and he's right. not making up stuff for. <laughs> Fantastic ratings. He, yeah. he just says his mind. He's also That's a it. genius stand-up comedian. Yeah, no, he's great, but and he, he's a heck of a fighter. Yes, he is. Yeah, but he, you know what? As a as a person, person, he's ex- just a regular guy. He's a great regular Joe. Yep, he's Joe a Joe Rogan. He's experience. a great person and uh, is a really nice human. Yeah, he's very pleasant to do business. You with know, or th- just this hang is out what with. is so good about our hobby. Or I should say our industry, because yeah. it starts out as your hobby, and then yeah. you know if you if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life, right? Right. Yeah, and it's an excellent quote, and it's really interesting. I've noticed this coming up through, and I've, I've done different interviews where I've talked about it before. How the hot rod world, the street rod world, is a, an amazing equalizer. You can get a guy who literally is a retired surgeon with large finances, and an eighteen year old who works at a restaurant. And they have nothing to do with each other age-wise, generation-wise, music-wise, income-wise. And both of them, since they say they're both really into this hobby, could be looking at a car and freaking out about that same rare intake manifold yeah, yeah. and strike up a conversation. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And it, it, it really parallels everything together. It, it, it makes a very, it's a very interesting bonding agent yeah. that really doesn't care about race or age or generation or anything like that. So... I've enjoyed that. So, so anyway, what, get back the, to your question. Got yes. Two cars that we unveiled here, Joe yes. Rogan's Nova. Yes. And then a gentleman named Bob Florine, who co-owns ARP Fasteners. Huh. I did a Sketchpad article in Hot Rod a year and a half ago, and this cool little Plymouth scamp that I did, he loved. So we built that, and we unveiled that here, too. Gotcha. So two cars with kept me is plenty Joe busy. Is Joe coming here? No, Joe is not. He's busy being Joe. He's busy making lots of money. Yes, Good he for is. Him. Yes, Good. he is. Yes. <laughs> And then, so, are you still able to build cars for customers? I mean, other than 
you know, kind of the super customer, the superhuman customer. Yeah, no, I've got plenty of guys that come in and we do bear brakes, vintage air, and okay, uh, tune okay. up the motor and out the door. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Good so we do, we do everything and anything. What show did you host when we were doing shows together? We did. I was Carcraft. Carcraft. Proud to do it, too. Yes. Along with Jeff Smith. Yes. And Doug Glad. I brought them up all the time and had them on. I absolutely loved doing that. And, you know, that it's was funny, so much um, fun. Brian Brennan was over here today, oh, good. who also hosted one of the shows. Probably Street Rotter. Street Rotter, yes. And uh, yeah, you know what he's doing, right? He's got his he's own... He's got a new print, you know, because print's dead. Right, I know, right? <laughs> right? So, yes. So I mean, crap. But the good news is it creates opportunity. When, when, oh, uh, yeah, when, the, when, when, when this gets crushed. Stupid people do stupid things. things yeah. People who don't want to deal with something they purchased. I told <clears> Brian, <throat> I said, in the Valley of the Blind, the one-eyed man is king. That's right. That's very and true. And so I, that's kind of the way it is. He's, a little bit of vision is better than none. He's doing that deal with uh, Tim Foss, who is also yes. a street writer and, and, and right. that stuff over at uh, Source. Yes. Great books, by the way. I think it's my Modern rotting and classic truck instead of custom. Do me a favor, truck. do one more segment with me because sure. uh, we have too much to catch up on. Yeah. I'm talking with uh, Steve Stroh, Pure Vision is his shop. Built Joe Rogan's car. Another one of the good guys of the industry. Good guys in the industry. Although with that hair. Yeah, I'm well, sure, I, you, you know. know sh- we'll I, talk about that yeah, in the commercial break. We'll touch on that. Right back. Stay with us. <laughs> Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Well, you're listening to The Drive today, live from the Hypertech booth here at SEMA 2021. Sitting here with my friend Steve Strope, builder, tons of awards. Uh, hosted a radio show with, uh, with my company for a little while. Um, which I, I, I miss that dearly, I want you to know. Oh, I loved it. Uh, that was, it was fun. fun. You did a great job, too. I thought to myself, take a hot rod builder that wins awards for everything he does, puts his touch of love onto these cars and makes people's eyes light up, <laughs> and then put them on the radio, and usually it doesn't translate. With you, it did. Yeah. I, You're you good. Know, You're well-spoken. And I, well, You know what? I like talking about this stuff. Yeah, it's fun for me. Yeah, you know, and I am still extremely enthusiastic about it. So maybe that comes across. It does. No, it does. But what's great about it? What comes across is the seventeen-year-old Steve Stroke. Yeah, very much so. And even though now I know you're probably what uh, fifty, fifty-three, fifty-three. Yeah, you're close. You still have that seventeen-year-old young spirit. That's what great cars and. You know, the fun business we're in does for us. You know what? I don't have his card. I just met the gentleman who's the, the president of the L.A. Roadster show. Oh, the really? LA, the L.A. Roadster. Yeah, right? yeah. He was over in the booth. Yeah. And we were talking about he's got a little 327 four-speed Model A that he just repainted. And he made this awesome comment. He goes, some of the guys are telling me they have automatics, but I, I love shifting. And here's the, the tie-in. He goes... You come around a corner and you downshift into second and you're 17. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I was like, amen to that. And th- exactly. this dude's clearly high 60s, 70 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, so it just exactly what you said. Yeah. It just it just keeps you vibrant and excited and 
and, and it's about the fun and the energy of it. So it was really neat that just literally 40 minutes ago that gentleman said that right, to me. Right, no, it's And perfect. I'm 17 again. That's right. Grabbing gears. Yeah. So yeah. cool. 17, 18, that was like the best years of a young person's life, I think, because they are emerging from the, the child into a, right. a young adult. And you're old enough to go out and do things. Yes. Like and they drive. have the freedom. Of, and the car was the thing that got them oh, out into the world. So, it was. Yeah. And, it's a, and in our industry, you take that freedom. And now when you're tinkering at home on your Camaro back then, it's your self-expression. Mine was a Chevelle. There you go. 67. But it's self-expression. Yeah. Right? What color, what rims you chose. So what, here it is. Know? A car is a personal conveyance of who you are. Oh, no doubt. It right? definitely is. It definitely is. And so it, now, do you have the TV show still going? What's going no, on? No, we're not doing but they're still playing reruns here and in Europe. Wow. Still, we're still running. That, so uh, I'm not filming right now, which is actually a blessing. Yeah, I know. Because as you know, it takes it takes up a lot oh, of time. It's a, yeah, it's consuming. So, um, and it's, it's fun, but it takes away from... Well, you got to do it you know, three the, times. The totally consuming thing, you know. Yeah, you need the wide shot, and then the yeah. and then the other shot. <laughs> yeah, and, once is real. Second time is like, okay, mm, I'll try and do that again, real. And you, and you, Third yeah, time, and you try uh, to do it right. And, right. and I wouldn't allow any scripts or fake anything. I put we I demanded it. Yeah. So I'm very proud of the show we put out. That has, I now I got to go watch it. Yeah. It's, well, it's, sit down. They're an hour long. That's fantastic. But we describe how I design and how we do and why I do this and yeah, that. And yeah, yeah. We have art on the screen that says this is where we move the pillar back and this yeah. and that. So we actually explain. And you know what? I was really excited because fans that come up and talk to me they don't say, oh, you're the best builder, the best. They're like, I loved your show. And I, my wife actually likes watching it. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys aren't throwing wrenches and yelling or doing that fake drama stuff. And Can so, I ask, nice. how long have you had this hair? I grew it back. So before I moved to California. <laughs> He's got long hair, by yeah, the way. I did. I, I, you were always a short hair guy. When I you was, were, when yeah. you met me. Yes. Before I moved to California, I, I traveled and, and played in a, in a band and did that for about eight years. And wow. my, my hair was much longer. That's and then funny. just a little while ago, I started playing again. I got a group of guys that were all ex-touring guys, guys that played professionally when we were younger. And we play around Southern California. If you if you know of the Canyon Clubs, big stuff sure. up in Gore Hills. Yeah. We got a band called Through the Years. Uh, That's great. If I throw a plug out, throughtheyearsband.com. Yeah. So everybody's a ex-touring guy or music industry guy, and we, we do the songs from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, absolutely album perfect. Um, and have a great, great time. So I grew my hair back out because it felt really weird being on stage with short hair. So. <laughs> <laughs> right? It just didn't didn't feel right. But I did relearn the lesson that when you uh, slide back out from under a car on a cart, you better make sure that your hair not is not Oh, that's painful. Yeah. I grew a beard during the uh, first COVID thing. Yeah. I looked like Moses. And I cool. started wearing the flowing robes and sandals. <laughs> Uh, congratulations. Thank you. On your entire life. Oh, thanks. I'm, I'm fun a fortunate man. And yeah. again, with stuff like this, thanks you for allowing me to be on this. God bless you, man. Yeah, Thank man. you. Uh, all boats rise with a rising tide. That's right. Been, been Peace, happy. love, and hot rods. That's right. That's Steve Strope, uh, Pure Vision. All right, we'll take a little break. Thank you, Steve. Yes, sir. Good seeing you again. We'll be right back. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. 
With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Broadcasting live from SEMA, Voices of the Industry. Our next voice, I played this song especially for him. Um, and you'll never guess, he's probably one of the most famous guys at SEMA, period. His name is Nate Shelton. He is the only two time chairman of SEMA. Nate Shelton, thank you for being with us. No, thank you for having me. Dig the music, by the way. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> like, Who, who's it going to be? <laughs> Reminds me of my youth, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's too funny. It was a little, uh, a little kind of like the beginning with the guitar and then, you know, kind of the, the different kind of music blending. It's kind of cool. Sure. Yeah, really, very cool. Yeah. So we're here in the Hypertech booth. You have worked for a number of the, probably the most famous companies Yes. At, at SEMA, you know, yes. so, yeah. so many iconic companies. But today you're kind of like semi-retired. I am semi-retired. We're living in the Gulf of uh, Florida. And, nice. Uh, the only thing I'm doing is is uh, consulting and advising a little bit for the Holly Group. That's great. That's yeah. great. Holly Carburetors, yeah. Yeah. And, well, Holly, period. They do more than carburetors. Well, we, we have 57 brands now. I don't oh, know if you know that. No, I didn't oh, know it was that big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have 57 brands, oh uh, all the way from MSD to to Flowmaster to B&M to Hearst to, wow. I mean, you name it, Mr. Gasket to Axel. Uh, wow. I mean, I can go on and on. Oh, on. my gosh. Yeah, 57 brands. Yeah, it's been quite well, a ride. You also, uh, just for a moment during the commercial break, Nate told me that he was the chairman of SEMA during 9-11. That's right. And so here we are in another kind of a strange time in history, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you guys continued on and did the show. Of course, we now we didn't have a you know, a plague covering the earth like we do right now. But here we are again. So, I mean, all these years now, you've been involved with SEMA for, what, 40 or so years? 46 years. Almost 50 years. Wow. Well, come, come think about it, with, with the exception of last year's missing show, this is my 47th show. Wow. Yeah. And here we are, as you know, we were talking, a lot of the guys were talking about electric cars, and <laughs> I told the last guy, he was talking about it, and I go, don't worry, I'll edit that out. We're just joking around. <laughs> but it's coming. Oh, it's, it's here. It's, it's here. Yeah, it's here. Do you know right? Dave Spangler and, and sure. Vesco and all those yeah, guys? Yeah, they yeah. just went up and set the land speed record for an electric Oh, vehicle. my God. I think it's like 350 mile an hour. It, well, you know what I tell my friends? I go, the reason why electric cars are so fast, I go, you know when you turn your light switch on and the light goes bing Boom. and it's on? That's how <laughs> that's, electricity works. So right. instant torque. That's right. That's you know, right. It's yeah, crazy. no, it's, it's it's we've even hired some electric engineers. We're looking at doing a bunch of stuff like doing, you know, Tesla motor swaps into oh, they're, into yeah, 57 they're Chevys it, and right? all that kind of I stuff. I used to own a wrecking yard. So when I was 24, I bought a wrecking yard from a guy that was going to jail for drug trafficking. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what are you going to get for all that crush? And he goes, I don't know, five grand. And he was out on bail. This is my story. Oh, wow. I was 24. I was a car guy working, doing body and pain, and sure. And I was just up there at the wrecking yard. I saw that he had gotten arrested. So I, you know, on the news, and then there he is. I was. I just happened to be there, and he says probably get five grand for all the crushed cars. And I go, well, what if I give you five grand? Do I, do I get to rent the the property? He goes, talk to the landlord. He lives across the street. 
<laughs> if I gave the guy five grand, I would have wrecked your yeah. And then, you know, about a um, year and a half later, I sold half of it for 300 grand. Wow. Which in wow. 1980s something, yeah. it was big money. Yeah, so, you bet. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur through and through, and that's probably why I get to be the voice of Entrepreneur Magazine, sure, too. But sure. I love this entrepreneur spirit that is at oh, SEMA. Yeah. Oh, you know? oh, that's the greatest. Well, you know, we're the largest gathering of small businesses in any one place at one time in the world. Wow, we need to let entrepreneur that. Yeah, that. And yeah. That, that's because, and I've been talking to Seema. I said, you know, we should do something with our magazine, Entrepreneur, to showcase some of these amazing stories. Sure. I mean, your story is amazing, but, oh, thank you. but yeah. I mean, there's so many of them yeah, out there. Absolutely. Well, you know, 80% of the businesses in, in SEMA are considered small business. They're usually under $10 million and 50 people or less. Right. So, 80%. 80%. Wow. Right, yeah. Wow. So, give us your uh, kind of overview on this year's interesting SEMA. It's kind of an interesting one, isn't it? Well, it is very interesting. It's, it's very upbeat. I mean, everybody that's here is just really excited about being yeah, here. Yeah, seeing each other. And what's really neat is the crowds are down just a little bit, so you get a lot of time and spend with everybody. The aisles are a little wider. Yeah, yeah. Have you, uh, is there anything, like any theme or interesting thing that you can say, you know what, this year I noticed this, or you've been so many SEMAs, you know, so many years. Well, one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of the smaller companies that couldn't get good position in the past, or maybe even couldn't get into the show, are here in the show. You're getting to see a lot of new technology, a lot of things you haven't seen, and a lot of of smaller businesses that, you know, should really be here that haven't been able to be here in the past. So it's kind of cool. So, uh, opportunity. Absolutely. Opportunity. Absolutely. Well, it's great seeing you. Thank you so much. It's been a while. Yeah, we we shouldn't wait like five years between visits. <laughs> That's true. It's been a That's while. True. Well, I'm sure you've heard plenty of voices of the industry here from the Hypertech booth at SEMA, but we are going to be back next week with another edition of the SEMA show. We did so many interviews while we were here. We're going to have several shows in a row. I'm Alan Taylor. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel, from the show floor at SEMA 2021. Bag, I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. When you think Subaru, you think love. The 2021 Subaru Outback gives you state of the art active safety technology for extra confidence on every drive. You can count on the roomy comfort and impressive cargo space, standard raised roof rails with enhanced tie-down points, and Subaru Starlink Multimedia with an 11.6-inch high-resolution touchscreen to wrap your experience with love for your Outback. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for 2021 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary. Turbocharged engine, 11.6-inch touchscreen available on select models.